What would your life look like if you believed every experience only allowed you to be everything that you can be? But seriously, what if it did? I'd gone from homeschool jungle freak to shiny plastic to most hated person in the world to actual human being. It doesn't just happen in the movies. We're talking transformation in your life. That's what we're exploring here. Are you ready? Hello and welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast. This is Allie and today we are diving in to a solo episode. Yep, just me and you as we really take the next step in season one. Now, I want to tell you, season one is actually created to all work together. This is such a huge passion project of mine. I know that I'm on this earth to just allow you to be reminded of the truth that you stand on. And I know that my truth and your truth, they can be exactly the same. They can be a little bit different. You can believe in the same things or similar things or nothing. And we all have so much in common. And with that being said, I just want to have a place where you know you can come, be poured into, laugh a little bit, but leave with constructive things you can implement into your everyday life. I know that's something that I was really craving. So as we dive into episode two of season one, I want to talk about fear and get really real with you about what it looks like in life and how I combat it. And I realized that fear and faith, they're like two sides of the same coin. They really do need each other. And the presence of both give each like really deep power. And then we get to decide who we hand the power to. I, I love that. I think it's so cool to be able to have the choice. Like how empowering is it that we get to commit to one or the other, um, but recognize the presence and existence of both. So if you're ready, we're just going to dive in. Are you ready? I know I am. All right, so here we go. So I believe the desires of your heart to change and shift and serve and show up are there with purpose. I want you to live in truth and power and love and self-control because those are incredible fruits that I know I crave. So I assume that you might too. I want you to step into your greatest curiosities and purpose and something has to go in order for that to happen, fear. Growing up, my parents divorced. My mom and now stepdad Dan started dating once I had moved to Kentucky. He was the dad of my locker partner, Kelly. We were fast friends, and when he dropped her off at my house for a first sleepover, it was game over. His consistency in asking my mom out over and over eventually paid off. I gotta respect him for that. He started to come around, and I remember being incredibly confused at him. He wrote everything down on notepads. He had a place for everything. He loves schedules and consistency, creating tradition, like going over on Saturday nights to all make dinner together. He was always on time and ready to help in whatever way he saw fit. He was a retired lieutenant colonel from the army and an engineer with a great job, and he was the dad of three daughters. He stood for absolutely everything I did not understand. 
He was so clean. I was messy. He was kind. I was extremely avoidant. He was consistent. I was as predictable as the 2016 presidential election. When things got serious, my mom, and she's so perfect, we call her Ronnie, so you can too, my brother Mac, and I got an invite to his cabin in the mountains in Pennsylvania. That was serious. I remember when she brought it up, I was like, wait, wait, hold on, I feel like this is moving very quickly. And she was like, Ellie, chill out. As the loud and proud city girl who felt stuck in small town Kentucky, aka an angsty, moody teenager, going to this cabin was a stretch. Being around the man who was trying to marry my mother as a self-unaware man-hater for two weeks with my three future stepsisters, who were all cool and pretty, in the middle of the mountains with one toilet and the amount of hormones between five adolescents should possibly be illegal. But there I was, and there I would be every summer until I started working full-time. I would watch Dan thoughtfully. I mean, like, I was always observing him. I was like a hawk. The child-to-adult ratio was high, and we were, like, really extra children, I feel. Like, we were always getting into something. So even as I gave Dan hell, which I totally did, I knew I should cut him some slack. But this was the thing. Nothing ever bothered him. And no reaction for a reactive, unstable teenager equals a multiplication of moodiness and effort. My snide comments, our sibling fights, my fights with my mom, me not talking to him in the car day after day on the way home from swim practice. I literally wouldn't talk, you guys, me. It still amazes me. I found it within myself to be silent. (laughs) But nothing I did ruffled his feathers. I was mean, but he just met me with love. It absolutely infuriated me. And most of all, it scared the absolute crap out of me. The thought of another man hurting my mom and me, it just, it put me in a place of wanting to hide. I punished him for the fear he never instilled in me, but he always met me with love and patience. And no matter how mean I wanted to be, All he did was put me at ease. All he did was prove love was bigger than my fear. Now, I think the presence of fear is something we will always know. But as I observe it now in my life, it is not all-consuming. It does not control me anymore. It doesn't drive me to be mean to people who are trying to love me. Because I commit daily to live in a proactive place. I want to live a life of purpose, and I know that really does take that proactive approach, not a reactive lifestyle, just like Dan did every single day. And that is not always easy for my tornado of a self, but as I commit to it and the uncomfortable that it brings me, I see how worth it it is. So here's the sequence of what I do every single day to allow myself to feel grounded before facing the world. And I'm sharing this with you because I know that, you know, you're getting this story of me as a teenager totally reacting to a stepdad. And I don't know where you are in your life, but I know that fear comes in every kind of form. And I also know that fear isn't creative. It comes to us in very similar patterns and ways. And I really think it just wants to be known. If we're proactively 
preparing ourselves, then I think our fear almost, it gives it a hug and it's like, it's okay, honey. Yeah, like just sit down, you're good. And I want that peace for you really badly because I know I craved it for so many years and it bothered me so much seeing it within my stepfather. And now I know why, it's because I wanted it. I was jealous for it. So this is step one. I've learned you need to be hyper intentional about how you start each day. That takes time and it creates opportunity for friction because it's something that is important as you integrate each one of these things in and these are just a few of the examples that I personally am living out as you commit to them and you see them give you those amazing things that we talked about in the beginning truth and power and love and self-control that discipline really becomes something you're like oh I love this and and I think again your fear is like oh I like this like I'm not so scared all the time then your faith has room to take root and it's able to really grow so these are the 11 things that I have committed to each morning one think before you set your alarm Think about what is realistic, how you feel. Think about what time it is. Think about, you know, if you're going to bed at 1 a.m. and you're setting a 5 a.m. to go hit a workout class, like realistically, is that something you can do? Go from there. Book the class. Set the alarm if you think you can and if you think it's going to serve you. But if you think that like sleeping in and you know, like taking what you need so that you can be on time for work or resting yourself so that you're not, you know, just cranky all day. Uh, If that's better for you, then commit to that. The expectation that you have for yourself, it needs to be fair. That's that's self-love right there. You know, I think self-love is like this huge movement that so many people talk about. I'm learning that keeping promises to myself and committing to integrity, that is a beautiful form of self-love. So that's what all of these are rooted in. So first, think about where you are before you set your alarm and set something realistic that serves you so that you can show up and serve whoever is in your path the next day. Two, get out of bed in five minutes or less. This is so key. Like for me, I'm the queen of snooze. I love snooze. Snooze and me were BFFs. And for some reason, waking up is extremely hard for me. So getting to a place of knowing I committed and thoughtfully set this alarm because it is going to X, Y, and Z and having a reason for getting up at that time that is realistic That really helps with number two when it's time to get out of bed because if you give yourself more than five minutes, I swear you are so much more likely to fall asleep. From there into number three, go to your workout. I think working out in the morning is such a beautiful thing. And I've learned that my body sometimes, you know, needs a hard, high intensity workout, but other times it needs a walk. It needs a stretch. This is the easiest way to prove you can to yourself without any thought in the morning. Being able to start with, you know, knowing in mind that, oh, I conquered that workout. I conquered getting out of bed. I conquered committing to my alarm. Those are three viable ways to trust yourself. And walking into your day with that integrity is incredible and powerful. Number four, after your workout, you can start thinking. I feel like I almost let myself just have like an open headspace until I'm done with my workout. When I start to like think about, oh, I need to do this. Maybe I should. I'm like, nope, put that away. Not for now. Number five, put your phone down. Do not hit your Instagram DMs. Do not scroll TikTok. For the love of all things good and holy, please do not open your email. Let yourself wander in your mind. Let yourself think for yourself. You are so brilliant. I wish you realized 
how much you're trying to talk to yourself and how like productive your thoughts actually are before they're influenced. And I know every single day is a reset. You know, we have this opportunity to get to know ourselves and to set ourselves up for success, whatever that means for us. And I think we really cut ourselves off when we just start consuming immediately the opinions, the actions, the thoughts, the content of others. Let yourself think for yourself. That is such a beautiful way to create space for you and for God to talk to you. Number six, I have recorded two affirmation recordings that I listen to. One of them is who I am. Who you are is incredibly powerful. I, every morning, it starts, it's my alarm clock actually, but then I listen to it after number five. I will sit there and it's like, my name is Allie Williams etc etc it is a list of truths and affirmations that i am able to lean on and i just go through the truth of who i am the things that i know have been spoken into and over my life the things that i know god has placed in my heart that mean something the things that get me out of bed and get me you know on that workout bike or on the walk or stretching the things that help me show up for clients and show up for my family and show up for all of the different things in my life that i'm called to i listen to the one that tells me who i am and then the next one is about who I am becoming. When I write down what I wanna do while I am in this world, I go through and do that about every three months. I actually just take a recording so that every morning I remember where I'm going and who she is. And then I shower. So during this time, usually if I'm on, you know, in the car coming back, then I'll listen to those affirmation recordings and then put on some like really calming music and then yeah during the shower i feel like that's when everything really comes up that's when i'm like realizing things and i'm thinking about you know what i want to do i have had some brilliant business ideas in the shower do not underestimate it and when it is untapped time when you're not rushing out the door when you're not running late when you're not guilty about not getting out of bed for your workout or whatever that is then your shower time becomes super sacred after my shower i sit down and I, I am very dry, I have very dry skin, so I always sesame oil my body. And I, while I'm doing that, I just close my eyes. And I give myself 10 minutes to just be silent. And this is the hardest thing ever because I am such a busybody. So I just want to do, 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 be, 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 go, go, go. And I have learned that if I let myself be brilliant in the shower and then I sit down and I need nothing from myself for 10 minutes, that... All of a sudden, I know what I need or what I'm craving or what I'm struggling with. And it doesn't have to come up when I'm encountering other people. You know when you're like, you're going into a meeting or you're grabbing coffee with a friend or you're in traffic and you're just like angry or, you know, some mornings you're just like so joyful and you're like, wow, why is this? What is this? In the shower time to the sit down time of silence and stillness, I actually figure all of those things out so I don't surprise myself and like not know what I'm going through or what I need each day, which really helps me show up for other people. So then it's not like in the meeting me being, you know, kind of like irritable or, you know, being with a friend and her being like, oh my gosh, you're so happy. Like, did you meet someone? Like, what is it? I actually know exactly where I am. So then whoever I'm showing up for, whatever I'm showing up in, I can bring 
my best self and then you know harvest if it's that deep joy I can harvest that insert it into whatever meeting or conversation or if I'm feeling really crabby because of PMS or something disappointing I don't have to like bring that and like shove it down someone else's throat it can actually just be mine which is so cool and so empowering. And once I'm done with my 10 minutes of silence, also I started with five minutes and that was so hard for me. And now I'm at 10 and it's been a very gradual, like six minutes, seven minutes, eight, you know, give yourself some grace. If you start with two minutes of closing your eyes, that's okay, that's great. Um, Then I sit down and I read the Bible and I just am able to sit and consume and then I have my my journal and I will like brain dump I will put any scriptures that are really speaking to me once I've done my bible time if I'm reading you know a professional development book a self-improvement book uh, a book that's really inspiring me that's fiction or non-fiction whatever it is um, I'll read a couple pages just to really get my creative juices flowing and I'll write down things of that that really speak to me too um, it's it's super cool what like comes out on your journal page after this process and then I have questions that I reference each morning to and they guide me because I think sometimes you'll like sit down in front of a piece of paper and be like I have so many things to do I don't want to write anything you know and it's if you can sit and look at these questions they really guide you and even if you're answering just a few of them that really speak to you that day you're still giving yourself more attention time and love than you ever could have when you're just rushing out the door what I've learned is it really pays off. To see myself feel loved and guided and thought of, it's really empowering. And I wanna be able to do that. If I wanna show up for people and do a great job and you know, love my boyfriend well and do, you know, love my mom so well. If I wanna do all those things and I haven't done it for myself, it's coming out of a place of like emptiness. And the more full we're able to make ourselves through these processes, the more love and truth can really flow into those places that we feel called to show up in. 11, and I love this part. This is like my favorite part. If I don't get to do steps one through 10, any of them, but I still do my step 11, it still sets my day off on a beautiful foot. And it is, I look at my to-do list and my schedule and I just take it in. And I don't, I just look at it as a fact, you know, like this is my recap from yesterday and this is where I'm going today. You know, I have these meetings or maybe I have a day for podcast recording or maybe I have a free day for me time or whatever it is. I I don't want to be blindsided throughout the day. I want to be able to bring my best, fullest self. So looking at the to-do list and looking at the schedule and knowing this is what today's going to look like. How am I going to optimize it? How am I going to show up for it? How am I going to bring truth and love to it? It changes everything. So that's my hyper, you know, intentional list. And I have added each one of those steps with time in getting to know myself. This isn't an overnight thing. This has been over three years now. And every single morning, this is my optimal morning. I'm still learning how to commit to it fully. I still have days that I don't do all of this. So don't sit here and be like, oh my gosh, this is so impossible for me. It's not. I promise because this is something that I never thought I could do and because I've done it I am a very different woman 
So build and and bind and create your own and know what your capacity is. Really create something out of compassion. Pick one of these steps and start with it and then build from there. This is your own Lego set. This is your own life. Build something that allows you to show up for the stage that you feel your life is. I want to really go through the questions that I ask myself now too. These tools, these questions are incredible. And if nothing else, then just bookmark this episode and come back to it and ask yourself these questions when you are feeling lost, when you are feeling overwhelmed, when you are feeling anxiety, when you're forgetting who you are and who God says you are, because it will always come back to this. One, what is worth getting exhausted for? Two, how do I feel? How do I want to feel? Three, within who and where I am, how can I find connection? Four, how do I want this day to go? How do I want this month to go? How do I want the next three months to go? How do I want this year to go? That one's pretty rudimental. Like I answer it once, you keep it, you know, throughout the month and the three months in the year. Five, what do I regret about yesterday? Why do I regret it? What did it teach me? And what good news is there? Six, what is my why? Seven, who am I? Who am I becoming? It is our job to remind ourselves who we are and why we are here. Our goals don't hold the gold or glory. Our commitment to God and what he is doing in our lives does. Action is good, and it can be the first thing that goes when fear comes into the equation. But it can be the first thing that goes when fear comes into the equation. I have found this routine leaves no room for fear to take root in my life. I'm not going to say no room. I still experience fear, but I see it, and I see that it's more of a weed than a flower. And it doesn't scare me. I can just pluck it right out. Eckhart Tolle once said, accept, then act. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. This will miraculously transform your whole life. I love that quote. Soak it in. And then listen to this truth. So it's 2 Timothy 1.7. For God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. That's the fruit that I talked about at the beginning of this. And it's yours. Your process to remember it is your own process. But this entire episode is about the fact that fear happens, yes, but it's not what rules us. When we commit to our faith, we see the fruit. And that fruit It takes the sting of the fear away a bit, bit by bit by bit. Now we're going to talk about courage and how it comes into this equation. The opposite of fear is faith. Faith is rooted in love. And there is no courage without faith and love. It sounds super hippie, so hold on. I am landing this plane. (laughs) Loving what you do and who you are and how you show up is key to living a life in faith instead of fear. You have to love who you are getting out of bed to be. You have to love who you're getting into the car as. You have to love the stationary bike that's about to kick your booty as you mount it before your workout class. You have to love who you are to become who you will be tomorrow. 
You have to love yourself enough to sit down and pour into you, consume your truth, and remember who you are. You have to live in love to stop living out of fear. Point blank. So yes, love is courageous, brave, and ballsy. It keeps fear at bay by simply being there. I just think that's so cool, and it's so true. You know the power of your love, your courage, your truth innately within you. You've seen it work before. Think about all the times that you've loved someone and it's changed your relationship. Think about all the times that you've done something that scared you, you committed to your courage, and you saw something incredible happen. Think about your truth, like how you have connected with what you know to be true and how that has actually changed the trajectory of something in your life. You have so many examples. Think about them. They're there. And also, know your fear will always be around. But think about the ways that your fear hasn't been right. Has your fear that's popped into you, has it always guided you and led you into something that you felt? Think about something that scared the crap out of you. For me, I know I used to be so afraid of dating because I was like men equal hurt. Or I was so afraid of my stepdad because I was like, you're just going to hurt my mom and then my mom's going to hurt and then I'm going to hurt and our family's going to break. Was that true? In some situations, yes, I did encounter my mom getting hurt and that hurting me, but that's not my truth. And that fear didn't serve anyone. It actually blocked the faithfulness from pouring in to our lives. You don't have to be a slave to your fear. Love doesn't eliminate it. It's going to be there, but it does overpower it. And that is why you have to commit to keeping your love on. That's what this routine is for me. It's keeping my love on every single morning. My journey with fear and faith has taught me this over and over. My highest highs and my lowest lows, two things have always been with me, aside from God, obviously, like he's always there. My faith and my fear, they are like my two sidekicks. And when they're both with me, I know I'm on the right track. My grandpa, he was in the military and he was, he actually went to this school that you jump out of airplanes and that was like a huge part of his job. So he would go and practice all the time because practice makes perfect one and you really don't want to mess up jumping out of a plane. So I don't blame him. And my dad would actually go with him to watch. My dad one time when he was young was like, dad, you know, that was like your 900th jump. Are you afraid when you do it now? You're not scared anymore, right, dad? And my dad always tells me that his dad looked at him. My grandpa looked at him and was like, are you stupid, Scott? Of course I'm scared. And the moment that I stand on the edge of the plane before I jump out and I don't feel afraid is the moment I don't jump because the fear reminds me that I'm human and reminds me that I am picking my faith. And I think it's the exact same thing every single morning and every single time we experience fear. We get to decide to keep our love on or commit to being afraid. Powerful people can love without being loved back. Courageous people do courageous things while feeling afraid. Life can be flippin' scary. I don't know if you feel that way, I do. But maybe, just maybe, that allows us to see the consistent love within momentary times of fear. An author named Danny Silk I love once said, peace is not the absence of conflict. It is authority over chaos. Your love has authority. Your faith is a firm foundation. 
Your fear just lets you commit to it a little bit more. Dig your heels in a little bit deeper each day. Eckhart Tolle also once said, what a liberation to realize that the voice in my head is not who I am. Who am I then? I'm the one that sees that. Start each day giving yourself the voice and the space to speak into you. Give God space to prepare you. Give love time to fill you up. Give truth time to teach you. Then fear will have less and less and less of a chance to scare you. When you know who you are, lies can't convince you they are true. Years ago, when my mother started to date my stepdad, Dan, I felt so much fear. I felt stuck in the unknown and out of control. I had so many trust issues with men. That was one of the first times God placed something in my life that showed me what scares the crap out of me can actually bless us and teach us on the road of becoming who we have always craved to be. And that truth is there for you too. Often the biggest messes simply help us prepare our message. The deepest fears let us grow a deeper faith. And through it all, love helps us claim the deepest wins. I believe the desires of your heart to change and shift and serve and show up are there with purpose. I believe that you will inherit a life of truth and power and love and self-control. It's yours, girl. Don't be afraid of the process that brings you to your purpose. Don't be afraid of the friction and the fear that pops up on the way to your faith. Embrace it. It's yours. You are always welcome to send me a direct message or an email. You can find that at Right Up Your Alley on Instagram or to text me, which is a new exciting feature. You can text at 510-849-6844 for soul snacks and scripture that come your way each week for a place that you can always safely send prayer requests that we're praying over but more than that, to tell me what I can do and what I can create that will remind you of the truth and the purpose and the goodness that you innately have. And if you liked this episode, then go and give us a five-star review and tell us what you loved. So with all that being said, thank you for being here. I absolutely adore growing with you all. And I know as I learn this journey and navigate the messy middle, that you should know you're not alone in yours. We are in this together. So have a good day and go build a life right up your alley.